Are you a professional woman who wants to create passive income streams and financial freedom through real estate investing? Join us here on Real Estate Investor Goddesses, hosted by Monique Holm. Listen to women who are rocking it in real estate investments as they share their stories of success, failures, and best advice in real estate investing. Start creating real wealth through real estate. Tune in today. Here's your host, real estate investor, syndicator, and developer, Monique Holm. Welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast. I'm your host, Monique Holm. On this show, I interview badass real estate investing goddesses, women that are crushing it in the real estate space. And my guest today is certainly no exception. I am super excited to have with me Andresa Gidelli, who is definitely a soul sister. We both share a passion and a mission to help women be successful in real estate investing. And I'm super excited to have her here. She was born and raised in Brazil. And after finishing up her MBA, she made the bold move to the United States to start her second master's degree in professional business communications at LaSalle University. After graduating, she worked as a door-to-door salesperson where she gained the value of learning the importance of providing customer solutions for clients and the thick skin you need. So we're going to that is one of the things we started talking about before we started rolling, just how important that skill was for her and is for real estate investing. So we'll talk about that. And she, with regards to real estate, she has experience in full gut renovation projects, building new construction projects. And she's done so in Philadelphia, New Jersey. She's currently the director of real estate development for Campanella Development. And she owns and manages a small rental portfolio in Philly comprised of both long and short-term rentals. And she is the co-founder of the Real Estate Invest Her Show. Like this one's a podcast to empower women to live financially free and balanced lives. I had her co-host Liz on the show Recently, I was so honored to be on their show. Super excited to now have Andresa. Andresa, welcome. So ha- happy to have you. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Thanks so much for the opportunity to speak with all your community. It's my pleasure. So I'd love to start at the beginning. How did you get started real estate investing? Well, when I was three years old, no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so as you mentioned, I did door-to-door sales. And one day I came to my manager and I said, listen, I just want to know more about sales so I can grow my team and can make all more money, right? And then he's like, no, you're not going to be a salesperson. Instead, read this book here. And he pushed across the table, small, tiny, purple book saying, reach that for that. I was like, what is this? I had no idea who Robert Kiyosaki was at that time, real estate, the concept about real estate or anything. My goal throughout my life was like, okay, I'm going to go to the US, gain my master's degree, get knowledge, go back to Brazil and find a good job in a multinational company. That was the plan. So when he pushed that book to me and he said, and you're going to read it probably this weekend and next week, we're going to talk about it. And it was like, when I was reading, I was like, wait, there is a world across here hiding? He's been like, oh, how? I don't know about this. And then one thing led to another. Starting investing in 2012, bought my first property, did a lot of courses and trainings with Rich Dad Company and bought my first house in 2012, renovated, paid a 
ton more for the construction that shouldn't have happened, but, you know, learned throughout the process. And I was able to pull a HELOC out, it was a primary house. I pulled the HELOC out and that propelled us to invest in other properties and started doing partnerships, scaling, moving across new construction. And now I'm dealing with more larger developments in, com- in the commercial space. That's how everything started. Amazing. That so many people have been influenced by that book. And uh, yeah, it's cheesy, I, right? Yeah. But that's the truth. <laughs> that's that's how it, it. it shifts your paradigm, all right? Because growing up, you're probably like me, you, you're taught to trade your time for money. You're taught to go to school, get to college, an advanced degree, and then get the best job you can get, trade your time for money, maybe put a little bit in the stock market, mm-hmm. and then work till you're 65, you get a good yeah. You know, so imagine how shocked I was when I read about A student and C student, because yeah. I was always throughout my entire life an A student. Me too. Right? <laughs> totally A student. And then he's like, yeah, the C students are hiring the A students. I was like, I don't want to be an A student anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to be an A student that can hire other A students. But. Exactly, right? yeah exactly oh gosh that was it it was really like a reframing like really reframing and then start surrounding yourselves with other people that are already doing what you're doing so you're like okay I'm not nuts I can see here I'm doing my my work I'm doing my due diligence before I pull the trigger very conscious about my criteria I'm all about processes and criteria and making sure I'm confident about the decision that I'm making, not emotional as much as possible, but definitely was a shift on how my brain was rewired until that time. Well, it's awesome that you saw it and you took action. That's just a- Totally. I remember actually, this was very vivid in my head. We pay for our education. We had the concept of like, okay, I'd rather pay for my education than for my mistakes. You ended up paying for everything, right? That doesn't yeah. mean that you're not going to make mistakes. You're going to make different mistakes. But I remember going through courses and then this guy raised his hand. He's like, yeah, I've been taking courses for two years. I'm almost ready. I just need to do a little bit more research, but I'm almost ready to pull the trigger. That freaked me out. And I was like, I will not be that guy spending two years getting ready to get ready. And then like, because the longer it took to make a decision, longer will be that probably he never did it. So I wanted to, in six months, I pulled the trigger because we were getting slammed on our face. We knew that the deals were good, which I didn't get a chance to get there first, or we didn't have our lending in place or whatever. But those were like lessons. And I was very clear that I needed to, even if I was not a hundred percent confident, because the first one is the most difficult to, in my opinion. You'll never be a hundred percent confident. Right? You never, but you gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta embrace all the bumps that are going to come. Some are fun, some are not, <laughs> but you gotta embrace them because there's no other way around. 
So true. So right now you're saying that you're working on some developments. What are the types of projects you're working on now? Right. So different, different besides residential, regular residential rehab, we have a project two hours away from Philadelphia. It's a healthcare facility. It's, a, it's called Step Down Facility. It's 25,000 mm-hmm. square feet, 52 beds that are going to be having patients that are transitioning from rehabs to living alive, but they need that transition period. Mm-hmm. So CO is this week. So fingers crossed. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yes. And what does CO mean for our listeners? Sure. So it's the certificate of occupancy. So after the entire construction is done, I walk through with the inspector just to make sure everything is good to go. Listen, sometimes I'm already expecting, I'm going to walk through, they're going to have a punch list for me. It's just like, okay, what we're going to pick and choose here. If it is not code that we need to be really on point of that, then it's just like a you know, there's so many great areas, but long story short, is a certif- is the final certificate, the stamp that everything is good to go and the building can be occupied. That's amazing. So what got you to, into that tech to go from residential flipping to this transitional housing facility? Right. So in real estate, I always had that impression, okay, I would like to understand how commercial buildings work, not just the projects that we're, we're involved are diff- very different from one another. The company that I'm working with right now, the portfolio is very diverse. So there's a lot of opportunities to gain experience in different areas. My desire to learn how larger projects with budgets that have more zeros, how mm-hmm. is that managed? How are the contracts, the process? I'm very curious about that. And when I decided that I wanted to learn how did that work, because the goal is, is to own the, the, the apartment complexes, that's another chapter, but yeah. it's in large scale. So I wanted to gain the experience of large scale. And I couldn't find any course or anybody knocking my door and say, yeah, I have experience in commercial. So come join me, <laughs> right? I'll teach you how it works. So I have a, a good friend of mine that has been a developer his entire life, third generation, and we have a great relationship and we had a conversation. He needed somebody to come to implement processes and the vote to the development of some projects. And I was looking to really gain experience in that area. So I was like, okay, this is really a good match for both of us. It's been a, a really good experience for me in terms of, of real estate and gaining the the knowledge behind the scenes, observing how things are done. You know, I am a female and I don't think there is another one, but like I'm thinking about like the, you're like, like are there any other women that are out? This idea, okay. yeah, we, have, we have property managers, uh, but I don't, the people that I'm dealing with right now, subcontractors and other folks, there's not, but I don't wake up and say, oh, Crap, I'm a woman. What, gonna, what am I going to do here? It's, it's not that. It just sometimes you need to convey or enroll the subcontractors. Is that because if they listen, I'm 5'4, I'm 5'4, can barely speak English properly. And sometimes there are assumptions, right? But don't get me wrong. I know exactly what I'm doing here. That's not my first road deal. And we're going to move this project along. And it's been a great project. 
It's been a great project. Had a couple bumps on the road, but nothing major. So it's been a great ride. That's awesome. And it's great that you're getting paid to learn. Too. Yeah. <laughs> He's my friend. He came to me at the beginning. He's like, you're getting paid to learn. I was like, ah, you got me. <laughs> but we are like, I'm making sure that I am giving my all to make, you know, across you're, you're adding value, obviously. Oh, yeah. yeah the process is yeah. I'm like, so like into it that I was like, okay, that project is not mine, but listen, how are you guys doing here? How about if we do that? <laughs> you know, I was like, if you guys want to, you know, because I want to make sure that the company itself is cohesive. Yeah. So we always having those conversations and having the guts to really share. That's what I, I do best. So I will be doing a disservice if I didn't share. Like, listen, this is what I'm seeing. This is what we can do better to communicate with the subcontractors and make the process easier to everybody. Can we implement this and test it out and see if it works? If it doesn't, cool. But the way that it is right now is just a little off. So how can we make this better for everybody? I love that. Okay. I want to ask you a question that I ask all the guests. Okay. What was your biggest mistake and what did you learn from it? Listen, the biggest mistake was to allow the contractors, the general contractors to be ahead of the money. I think that that's one of the struggles that many of us, doesn't matter, women, men face is when the contractor is ahead of the game. And let me explain what do I mean by that. If we have project and you have payment plans and you hear, oh, I need another chunk of money so I can start the next phase meaning you are paying for something that is not done, implemented, and completed. It means that he will be ahead of the game. Mm. I only pay for items that are done, installed, completed. Then I am good. Because if I always ask that question, if I have to fire the general contractor right now, do I have money to pay to hire another one? and pay and continue to be on budget, or do I need to pull, get more money somewhere else? If the answer is yes, you're in good shape. The answer is no, because you gave an advance payment to that person, then is a red flag big time, big time. And guess how I learned that? It was $17,500 that was taken from me. I gave the guy a chance. He was a military guy, and I was like, he's a military guy. Come on, he's not going to screw me over, over this. He, right, disappeared. It took a year and a half to recover the funds. Wow. But I At least you got it. them. Yeah. I got them because I was also smart, right? I keep track of everything. So <laughs> <laughs> I put a lien on his property and when he sold, I got it. Yeah. Nice. Okay. And what are you most proud of? I think that like the resilience and the courage to continue going besides so many things in real estate, the first time that I had to use an attorney for an issue, I was like, oh my gosh, this is bad. I'm using, I need to use an attorney, like somebody suing me or suing them. And I learned that is just part of the game. I have an attorney. I have an attorney for eviction. I have an attorney for filing PPPs of the, the loans. I have an attorney for 
different matters. I have uncertainty for different things. I think when we go in this, we join this journey, this, we think that it's going to be a smooth sailing. And when we start facing difficulties or challenges, we interpret that. I interpret that at that time as like, oh, I'm failing. I shouldn't have been having those problems or difficult. Oh, my basement got flooded, right? How can I look at this? It's like, okay, here we go. One third of my profit down the drain because I need to redo the whole thing. But if you continue, if I haven't continued growing and looking at those as strict lessons and just part of the business, right? I wouldn't understand that now that that's just how things are. And then you continue moving. I feel that like we're being trained. This is part of the training. So yeah. either you get the lesson or you're going to continue getting the lesson all over again. Yeah. So every time that something happens, I'm like, okay, what's the lesson here? Because I need to get it. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to come back. <laughs> yeah, you get the feedback. It's not failing. Uh, you get the lesson, you get the feedback, and then you grow. So Right? Of- Always ask, yeah. universe, hold on a second. What are you trying to tell me here? Yeah. Right, and then you move forward. Uh, don't make it mean anything that nothing is wrong. One thing is that I am responsible for everything that happened on the project. If it goes well, kudos to me. If it doesn't go well, on uh, me as well. You know, I think yeah. that blaming the contractor or other folks about why it didn't go right it comes down to you how you communicate it, how you manage the money, how you manage the construction how you manage the asset as a whole. So it's yeah. my responsibility, not theirs. I love that. That's leadership. Owning this completely. Yeah. And to what do you attribute your success? Oh my gosh, so many things. But I believe that who I surround myself with is one of the reasons that I am able to continue succeeding in life despite X, Y, and Z. Throughout my entire life, I surrounded myself with smarter people, with people that have different abilities, diversity. And I think that that is the key. I want to hear, I never had friends that really agree with me in everything. And I thought that was a beauty. It was not cool because sometimes you get into discussions, but that's the beauty of it. And my friends right now, they're not yes, man, people. And I love that. Because sometimes, hey, hold on. How about this angle? How about that angle? And like my business partnerships, we are so different, but so similar in terms of values and where we want to be. Because when when things are falling apart, they are the ones holding you back or or showing what are your blind spots. I can see them, but they can. And if we trust each other, that's how it goes. That's so beautiful. And I, I think that's such good advice because a lot a lot of people, maybe even now more than ever, want to be around people that think exactly like them. It's like it's almost if somebody thinks differently, then they're evil or bad, right? If both of you guys are the same, then one of you is redundant. Like you don't need <laughs> that's good. I never heard that before, but that's good. So it's like you want somebody that has different skill sets, different but What's important though is what you said, that you have the same values and you have the same 
you know, ultimately the same values and ultimately the same vision. And absolutely. Yeah. Liz, Liz, my business partner and I, our styles are completely different, but number one, we're aware of that. And number two, we use that in our advance because if we weren't aware of that, that would be, Oh my gosh, this is a recipe for like a bomb to explode. How is this (laughs) even possible? Right. But our values and we know we have each other's back no matter what. And we know where we're going and we truly use each other's strengths and personality traits in our advantage. And I don't need to be the one doing everything on this area or that area. We strategically pick which areas are we going to be working on because of that. But if there's no awareness is really challenging because then people take it personal and it's just unnecessary conflict. Love that. So speaking of Liz, you two are putting together a summit mm-hmm. that's coming up. So tell us a little bit about your summit. Yes. So the Real Estate Investor Summit is going to be on June 12th. It's going to be an entire day from May 30 to 5.30 where we're going to have the three pillars, real estate, business, and self-care. We're going to be talking to top-notch women that we really like, respect, and trust about creative financing, right? And what's going on with the market right now, we, we will need to be really creative. The goal is like, we need to understand as women in this era, right? To tell them to 2020, what's going on? How can we get prepared to what's going on? And how can we really learn this skill set? We talk a lot about exit strategies in real estate, but we don't go deeper about the skill set that is needed in order to execute those exit strategies. And then self-care, which we've put aside on our to-do list and sometimes it's not even there. We want to talk about the impact impact of that and how can that self-care can really benefit the growth of our business. So it's going to be super exciting. That's wonderful. So we'll we'll have a link for that in the show notes and you can definitely check that out. It is really, really crucial to think about how can you participate right now in this economy with the changes that are happening and still be successful. So yeah, check that out. And okay, so before we go into our famed end of show Trinity, which is brag of gratitude and desire. I have one more question for you. What do you wish you'd known at the beginning that you now know? Oh my God. What's coming to my head is that don't assume that I am not capable of doing something because I'm totally capable. And sometimes I'm doing it already so good and so efficient, more efficient than what I might think others might be doing. So don't underestimate. Yeah. So you wish you hadn't, were you underestimating yourself at the beginning? You wish you'd known that you were so capable. Yeah, I think that everything worked out the way that it should. I just think that sometimes we compare ourselves unnecessarily and we're like, oh, I'm not ready yet to take that leap. I'm speaking more about the commercial space. Oh, I need a little bit more experience in residential in order to jump into commercial No, don't think so. The same course is the same parameters. Yeah. It's not a completely different animal as I thought it would be. The core process is the same. 
Yeah, the foundational principles are the same with real estate. Awesome. So for the Trinity, how can people reach you, find out more about you and the investor community? Sure. So you guys can find us on Instagram and the real estate investor page. Or on our I-N-V-E-S-T-H-E-R, invest her. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Or on our website, therealestateinvesther.com. We have a Facebook community group where we have a lot of women there to support one another. Love to have you guys there. Awesome. Okay. So now it's time for our trinity, our brag of gratitude and a desire. Okay. What one thing you're celebrating right now? What's your brag? What I'm going to brag about? Ah, <laughs> I'm going to brag that I saved the last construction budget was above a million dollars and I saved almost a hundred thousand just for negotiating with people. Well bragged. Brag, right? <laughs> <laughs> well bragged. And what's one thing that you are grateful for? Listen, right now at this moment, I'm super grateful for my health. There's nothing more important than that. And last but certainly not least, what's one desire? Oh man, I can't desire something else that we, we are just one race, period. And I really desire that my son will see that in the future, that I don't want him to see what we're seeing right now. I can't stand that. And I'm not tolerating it. It's my problem. It's his problem. It's everybody's problem. And we had enough. So that's it. Oh, so shall your desire be or so much better than you can imagine. We stand with you in that desire. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. <sighs> Andressa, thank you so much. You guys can find her or go to therealestateinvesther.com or at the, don't forget the, the, the yeah. real estate investor and connect with us at reigoddesses.com. These are two communities of support for you as women and join both. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> somebody was asking me the other day, they're like, who are your competitors? You have like competitors in this space. I'm like, I don't think of it as competitors. We both have the same mission. Yeah. And so how about we like, hold I, hands and go, right? I'm like, I want to support you guys because we're all for the same thing. So absolutely. It, I love that they had me on their show and shared about my summit and I want to do the same. And we're here for each other because we all want we Yes. It's about time, right? That we all get united and then we move forward to the same goal. We all rise together. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. And you all out there, please subscribe to the show, like it, comment, share it with your friends and join us next time for another Real Estate Investor Goddess podcast interview. Bye-bye. You have just listened to another episode of Real Estate Investor Goddesses a show dedicated to sharing stories of women creating real wealth through real estate. If you found value on what you just heard, feel free to share with your friends. Visit us at reigoddesses.com to learn more about our programs and live events, as well as to access other resources. Until next time.